welcome to the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. This is Josh, and I'm joined by Lee today. I'm out of breath. Yeah, <laughs> you were running errands, getting furniture. Yeah, I went and I raided Jay Stone's house. He's uh, finally moving out of the neighborhood. He got good riddance. It's like behind the scenes. <laughs> go, no, Jay... go, going to steal a critic's furniture. Jay Stone is like the most read film critic in Canada, or has been for over a decade, when he was writing for the Ottawa Citizen, and he lives down the street, just a couple of blocks that way. Right. He's not moving far, but he had some furniture to get rid of, and I was Took it. obligated. I, I felt, no, I, there was some stuff I wanted, so I'm now going to be living with the furniture of Jay Stone, if I, feel, I can brag and point to it. And That's <laughs> where the uh, infamous Ace Ventura review was written. <laughs> That's right. Like, that Ace Ventura made him. I yeah. like telling the story, because... West Coast Video, we had yeah. the standee for Ace Ventura, and on every standee in the world, it said Ace Ventura, which was a big, the biggest comedy of that year, yeah. four stars, Jay Stone. That's and hilarious. Jay Stone was the only critic who liked that movie, yeah. <laughs> and because of that, he, was, he got his name on every poster, every print media for that movie, and it kind of made him as a film critic. So you, all you have to do if you're an upcoming film critic, find that one movie that you know everyone's going to hate, oh, yeah. that you think might do well, yeah. you know, like uh, Fast and the Furious or something. And, and you'll, you'll make a name for yourself. I remember a couple years back, there was a movie with Joshua Jackson, Canadian actor, and it was about he was like dying from cancer, so he went on a road trip across Canada. And it was a nice little movie, but it got in trouble because not really breaking a law or anything, but it got people to go on Facebook or Twitter, whatever. I don't even know if Twitter was a thing yet, and put on reviews. So then they got all these really positive reviews from just humans and filled their poster with like oh. five stars. It was great. By random people. Yeah. Jerks. <laughs> and then when people looked at the really fine print, it was just like, Jim Smith, Julia Roger. You know, and it was just, it was not anybody yeah. with accredited newspaper or website. I always think that's funny too, where if you don't look at the fine print, and I think there was some other movie that got in trouble for that. It was like The Spirit or something, where they just completely, I can't remember the studio, but completely made it up. Like 100% got somebody to make a yeah. fake website, put on reviews that were in their favor. Now they go to film festivals. Yeah, South by Southwest, Fantastic Fest. They pay some people run a blog, get yeah. them drunk. Don't pay; they get them drunk. Yeah. They take them to a party, show them a good time. Of course, they're gonna like your lousy movie. <laughs> yeah, I admit I'm guilty of that. When I'm looking for reviews to quote on Twitter or Facebook, sometimes I just go to say TIFF. Admittedly, of course, TIFF's gonna say nice things about it because they mm. want people to come see the movie. Mm-hmm. But it looks nice because it says like this movie was great. Tiff. So it's like you're, yeah. you're still quoting somebody, yes. but nobody's going to say, like, I didn't like this movie, yes. Tiff. Now, you know the movie now I talk about? Now that I live in the suburbs. Right. And in the suburbs, I run into moms and dads yeah. who are Philistines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they just watch soccer. They're excited for the hockey game that night. You yeah. Know. Watching American Idol. The and... Great Unwashed. Yes. As they call them. <laughs> and everyone now is catching up and watching. I don't know. I haven't met anyone who's finished watching Moonlight. Right. Everyone in, in the suburbs hates that movie. So weird. I know my parents, my parents-in-law, haven't finished it. They can't get through it. And most people I talk to, it's like, oh, God, it's so depressing. They don't even get to the point where it's about a gay relationship. They it's like a re- redemptive kind of good, happy ending kind yeah. of, yeah. They don't, they don't give it that chance. No. It's, you know, oh, La La Land's great, but oh, that Moonlight, that beat it, oh, that's terrible. It's so depressing. Like, I think it'd be funny if you're, you? like, <laughs> if you're soccer dadding at a game and everybody listened to the podcast and now they're all just like shooting <laughs> daggers at you. <laughs> I hope so. I'll take them on. <laughs> I'll throw my lawn chair at them. <laughs> Here's, okay, so um, a point of conversation I've been thinking about. A friend of mine who otherwise is a gentleman and a scholar really likes Batman versus Superman. 
Oh. I know, it's unfortunate. <laughs> and didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I, not to, not that it matters, not to publicize a movie we don't have. We'll have it eventually. I loved Guardians Volume 2. I thought it was this, Oh, you saw the new one? I did, yeah. Uh. I thought it was this great story of, like, fathers and sons and sisters and, and with Baby Groot about, like, parenthood. Mm-hmm. The music was great. I've been doing nothing but listening to the music. And I know Ian said it was just a point to get to these things at the end, but I'm like... If you just didn't have any of the things at the end, I consider those just like icing on the cake. Yeah. I thought it would have been a great two-hour movie. Yeah, I don't want to get to that end. I just yeah, want to yeah, stay yeah. away from as much as possible. So let me try just, to appreciate just, Volume just 2 as much as I yeah, can. Yeah, when it, when it says Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 will return, mm-hmm. kind of as like a tribute to Superman, just leave then, and you'll be yeah. fine. You don't know any of the nerd stuff. <laughs> but it's interesting because like, he and I are, are great friends, and he's a great guy, but I, I can't get over the... and and. You know, are you talking about Ian Driscoll? Or no, no. Ian, okay. Ian, forget that guy. My friend Jay. <laughs> Forgotten. My, my friend Jay, yeah. He's very forgettable. Um, <laughs> he likes Batman v Superman, and I admit I haven't seen it yet because I just don't want to. Right, because you have better time things to do with Yeah, life. yeah. The, the flies on your wall are more interesting. But I always think that movies are subjective, and I can't say he's wrong, but what's your... Do you have a movie, kind of a mainstream movie, that nobody likes and you love, yes, or vice I just, versa? I was just talking about it last night okay. endlessly. Yeah. I love Driven, the Sylvester Stallone okay. race car movie yeah, with Burt yeah. Reynolds. I, I love that film. It's like a, it's, it's like, it's like a Douglas Sirk film for, for the 20th century. It's got a great cast. It's a soap opera. Yeah. And I can't defend it. I know everyone hates it. Yeah. You know the, you know the other one? Okay, let's, let's go back to superheroes. I love Superman Returns. Oh, you see that? And I see, love I, that movie. I like, I don't hate it. I like moments of it. But as an overall movie... I think Superman is played kind of weird sometimes. Well, yeah, he's, 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 he's weird around the bathing suit area. Yeah, but, but he's like, <laughs> kind of like spying on his son, and, and he kills oh. a bunch of people, which I think is weird. He no, drops I a just, mountain on people. I, 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 thought, just, I think it's a good part three. I think yes. like Richard Pryor, Superman 3, and The, the Quest <laughs> yeah. of Fire. Superman Quest, 4, The Quest, Quest of Fire. Quest <laughs> Those movies suck, and I yes. think what Brian Singer did well is that he made a good third film that Richard Donner never got around to doing. Yeah. Because they replaced Richard Donner. For some reason, Warner Brothers hated him after Superman, middle of Superman middle 2. Middle of 2, yeah. Even though he did the Lethal Weapon series with Warner Brothers Weird. and Goonies. Um, I just feel like if they released Superman Returns now, I think people would love it because it would be a reboot that we need. Yes. There's, look, there's, there's your, your cup. My as, cup. I threw my cup. My, who's my that? Cup. Brandon Routh. Brandon Routh, who I'm, I'm so glad didn't get killed by that movie because... I thought he was great in that movie, mm. and he's since then done a handful of other movies. Now, strangely enough, he's playing a different DC comic superhero on oh. TV. He's oh. playing the Atom, the guy who shrinks. Oh, so a weird twist is that he's been re-embraced by yeah. the DC Comics fold. I remember seeing it at Silver City opening night. Yeah. I went with my friend Mark, loved it, and it ended. And I, wa- I remember walking the theater, just loved it. You know, I loved it. How, like it kind of did, did for me what The Force Awakens does for New Hope. You know, yeah. it kind of brings magic back to the franchise. And John Williams is, isn't scoring it, but it feels like John Williams right. had a lot to do with influencing the score. There's just all these little nice touches that I thought was great. But I remember leaving the theater it was packed. Yeah, everyone around me as I was leaving thought I was boring. Right, and hated yeah, yeah. it. And that would become its mantra. People just thought it was a boring film. Uh, I, Kevin Spacey's great in it. So yeah. that's my superhero movie that I, I feel like the, I'm the yeah. only one who likes. But Driven, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Rennie Harlan directed that. And uh, I, don't know, I was talking about it too much last night. I feel like I've, I've already exhausted our listeners yeah. talking about Driven. But it's so interesting how I look at Guardians. I look at that and I'm like, it's great. Mm-hmm. And he, my friend, looks at Batman v Superman and he like owns the Blu-ray and everything. And I, it's, but it's nothing new because I said like I really like as an example Blair Witch Project. 
Like, I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's a good one. And I know a lot of people hate it, but I get it. I'm like, okay, you don't like the shaky cam, you don't like this, you don't like scary movies. For me, even before Titanic was Titanic, because I saw it pretty early, I didn't like it. I think clearly somebody liked it because it's the biggest movie ever. And yeah. I know people who love it and back in the day like would have it on VHS or whatever and watch it all the time. But So it's interesting how things are... like. I wonder what makes people who like each other still have widely different tastes. Right. You know? Well, well, yeah. Well, I guess it's not important to some people. Yeah. Like I was, ta- I was at the bar the other day and I was... This woman, <laughs> my friend, who's uh, introduced me to his young, new a friend of his, a girl, a woman, okay, yes. a woman that he was sort of courting, and I was trying to talk to her a little bit, and she doesn't watch a lot of movies, and, and I was trying my hardest not to be a snob, or yeah. trying my hardest <laughs> to be polite and welcoming her into our little circle, and I, and I said, have you seen any good new movies lately? Well, no. Well, what's your favorite kind of movie? It's like, I love historical drama. Like, historical movies are my favorite. I'm right into that. Yeah. And I said, what's your favorite historical movie? And she told me 300. Ah. <laughs> and we all lost our shit at the bar. Yeah. And he still hates us for ah. laughing at her for saying that. Another film that everyone hates that I, I really love, Speed Racer. That's my favorite yeah. Wachowski movie. I, I mean, I do like The Matrix, but at least it's my second favorite Wachowski yeah, movie. Yeah, we, we were talking about maybe doing it for a kids club. And I said, oh. maybe next year, because that would be his 10th anniversary. Oh, wow. Yeah, and no one will come, but I'd like to see the, it again. On yeah, the that's a funny example because my friend Fred and I, within like a week of each of uh, seeing him, and I forget which one we saw first, but went to see Speed Racer, mm-hmm. and I did not like it. And he kept on like kind of elbowing me and yeah. saying like, "That's great," and I thought he was being sarcastic. Yeah. But at the end, like a jerk, I pretended to type out like on a typewriter, "Dear Wachowskis, please stop making oh, movies, right. your friend Josh." And he was like, I got goosebumps, I loved it, yeah. he, like has the poster, the whole thing. So a week later or before, went to see Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And oh. I admit I may have just been brainwashed by just the love of Indiana Jones, but I really liked it, yeah. and he did not. And yeah. so it's so interesting, like two best friends a week apart see two movies and have the complete yeah. opposite reaction. That's why I always get mad when people, especially critics sometimes, critics will say, this is the best movie of the year, and it never matches. You know, if you look at 20 of the top critics, there'll be a lot of similar, like La La Land, Moonlight, uh, you know, a couple years ago, Birdman, or will be in the top 10. But there's always some discrepancy. And that shows you that it's subjective. And and there could be, like, just facts. Like, you could look at a movie and be like, that's pretty bad special effects. So you're trying to tell me this woman whose favorite (laughs) movie is historical drama is 300. I should try harder and be her friend? (laughs) I don't think I want to. (laughs) It's if if she likes other Zack Snyder movies. Oh, my God. Then I remembered Zack Snyder directed that If she was like, I really like Sucker Punch, then it's okay to say, no, that's not okay. Stop talking to me. Face (laughs) the other way. Yeah. Titanic. Yeah. Sorry, you're bringing me back to, like, again, I think I was outside... What film were we talking Oh, yeah, I was leaving Silver City. Yes. Superman Returns, a bank, yeah. uh, an early screening, or the opening night, and Titanic, too. We went opening night, but it was at the Gloucester Five. Yeah. It was before Silver City oh, I opened Gloucester up. Five. I know, Gloucester Five was great. And I remember being outside, uh, and everyone was coming out of Titanic, and I was so angry. Right. Like, because Schindler's List was still fresh in my mind. And both movies are based on historical events. Yeah. You know, we're talking about 7 million people who died because of what Schindler's List dramatizes versus maybe 1,000 or 2,000 or less than that on Titanic. It's, yeah. It is a difference. But I'm, I, I started thinking, you know, imagine if Schindler's List wasn't about the 7 million Jews who died during the war. It was about 
a diamond heist. And, yeah. a, and two people are in love. <laughs> and, you know, it would just seem so crass and so uh, a insult to those who lost their lives. Right. And I thought, that, you know, and that's what Titanic is. Yes, and, yeah. and I was so mad. And then when, she, when it won Best Picture, James Cameron won Best Director, he got up there and he said, a minute of silence for those who lost their lives in the Titanic. He's like, why didn't you make that movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, you made like a skateboard movie yeah. out of Titanic. It, you know. I remember uh, as well, just on the subject, going to see Hudson Hawk. Mm. I saw it at the Rideau Center. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And it wasn't, you know, there were like 20 people in the theater. And my friends and I, unironically, really liked it. Yeah, it's cool. I like the heist a lot. And I remember we were talking about it, but right a few hours behind us, a guy stood up and was like, and said, like, that was terrible, <laughs> and walked out. And then, of course, in the days that followed, pre-internet, oh, yeah. all the reviews, all yeah. thing. And, and since then, recently, actually, I've heard a couple podcasts where even, like, the filmmakers didn't like it. Yeah. So I was like, wow, like, just my friends and I are the only people who liked Hudson Hawk. And that, a lot of people thought, was going to be the next Die Hard. There were going to be like three or four Hudson Hawk movies. Mm-hmm. And that didn't work. Yeah, it's like, uh, really, Scott now is coming out and apologizing a little bit for Prometheus. Oh, is he? I haven't yeah, seen Yeah, I've watched Prometheus so much now, I, just, I, I, I forget what was, I didn't like about it originally. Yeah. I like it so much now. But yeah, he's coming out now and apologizing because not everyone liked it or it got mixed reviews. Yeah. The new one looks stellar. Yeah. Although I haven't watched the trailer since the first one. We're seeing it Friday night, which I'm excited for. Yeah. But I watched Prometheus again. Not up that, uh, I think we talked about it last week, yeah. right? Yeah. I so, like Prometheus. I still kind yeah. of... And that's one of those movies where I admit, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But when people really started going after it, I was, I was like, I, I don't know. I thought it was good. Especially the uh, scientists being dumb in it. And I was like, I happen to know a couple of scientist people. If they thought they saw a monster, or did, they would go look for it. Like, like all these, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, yeah, all these National yes. Geographic photographers, yeah. all these. Like the first thing all these people do is go and climb the mountain, or go after the the, the thing they thought they saw, or go scuba diving for yeah. sharks. Like that didn't offend me that the scientists were doing dumb things in that movie. Yeah, no, I know. I never, I never see those things. I never complain about those things. When you go see a horror movie with someone who doesn't like horror movies, oh yeah, they, you know. Why, why are they still in the house? Why don't they just leave? I never, I'm like, please don't leave. I want this yeah. movie to keep, keep being entertaining. I remember <laughs> in high school, my friends and I on a Saturday night, because we were nerds, were sitting around playing Dungeons and Dragons while his parents were out doing something more productive than we were. And we were having this conversation about people not liking horror movies. We heard something on the back porch, and in mid-conversation, as if I'm talking this right now, stood up and went to a door and looked outside. So my friend did that, and he was like, I wonder what that is. And he went and looked outside. And we all kind of stopped for a second, realizing what just, the meta thing that just happened, and went, you just got killed by the monster <laughs> while we were talking about it's dumb when people do it. And, it's, you know, people do that. Yes. They look in the basement when they hear a noise. or they So, yeah, and especially, and, and it is, like, the it's a movie. And if people just didn't do things, they would be 15 minutes long and nothing scary would happen and... People voted for Donald yeah. Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, People yeah. have done more d- dumb things than stay in the house or look out the window. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I saw you at the Ottawa Comic Con this weekend. Mm. You were buying armfuls of oh my God. Star Wars toys. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I got the best parking spot right out front. So ah. we kept bringing stuff out to our car. The, I think my favorite thing was getting the photo with all the kids from Degrassi. A couple different friends of mine did that and had a good time. They yeah. were just, it was like being on set because they all, like, you know, Caitlin, Joey Jeremiah, Snake. And Tessa Campanelli. Right. I don't know their real names. <laughs> yeah. But uh, because they're not people, they're the characters. In the yeah, show. yeah, yeah. And it, I kind of got this feeling that 
they don't see each other often. Right. And when they get together, they're hanging out at Degrassi again. They were all, like, goofing around and yeah. laughing. And, like, we had a hard time getting their attention because they were having <laughs> so much fun. And uh, it was just it, – it put a big smile on my face. Joey Jeremiah wore a – like, a vest or, or a jean jacket that has a bunch of little, like, cartoons on it. Uh-huh. And a friend of mine drew one of the cartoons, and then he took it and, like, put it on his oh. thing. So and was he was wearing – oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So they, – They were they – they took instruments from a PlayStation 3, like a play, like okay, from Guitar yeah. Hero or something, yeah. uh, and they they were doing Zit Remedy, and there was a few girls in our lineup who were wearing Zit Remedy t-shirts. I yeah. wish I had one. <laughs> did you get to chat with George Romero at yes, all? Yes, we cool, did, actually, cool. twice, because we did the photo op, yeah. and then we did the autograph, and I remember seeing him. I, I met him a few times, yeah. but I, and one time I didn't talk to him. It was in Toronto because the lineup was out. He just moved to Toronto. Yeah. He was signing autographs, and the lineup was two hours long. It was like yeah. Mark Hamill was there. Yeah. And in Ottawa, there was no lineup at all. Right. You could just walk up to him, which is sad. Yeah. Uh, they'll never invite a filmmaker again to Ottawa. No. <laughs> Ottawa seems to only care about who's in front of the camera, not who's behind. But yeah, he was great. I've met him a few times. So I just want to max to he to to know him because I imagine as he gets older, those dead movies will become a bigger part of his life. Hopefully, yeah. if I have anything to do with it. So uh, and Romero, I don't know how I forget how old he is, but he's so tall and lanky. And even Max was like, "Oh, he looks so old." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how much longer he's going to be doing this 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 circuit. You know, after we did that, there was a documentary crew shooting uh, for, uh, something for Shutter. You know, Shutter's oh, yeah, that new yeah. channel. There's a, something called uh, the Untold Terror, which is a documentary about horror films that never got made by big filmmakers. So during the interview with John Landis, Guillermo del Toro, Giorgio Romero, about those horror films they never got around to. So they interviewed my son and I with with Romero. Yeah, uh, cool. And, which was a, a, a thrill. But I kept calling, talking to Max during the interview and kept calling him Phil, <laughs> <laughs> who works at the bike. And I always call Phil Max and Max Phil. It's so weird. Yeah. I should probably see a psychiatrist, <laughs> psychiatrist quickly about that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know who else was there is uh, Big Daddy, the zombie from Land of the Dead. Yeah, I, I happened to walk by his table, but he wasn't there at the, that moment. He just like showed up. I think he's just from Toronto as well, so not too yeah. much of a distance for him. Yeah, he's the main zombie in Land of the Dead, which yeah. I thought he was fun to meet. I like one of those few guys who like Land of the Dead. I like Land of the Dead, yeah, yeah. we're on the same page there. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was on set for that day, and I served Dennis Hopper coffee. Cool. I helped him with some coffee, <laughs> and then he died. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's not around anymore. No. Oh, yeah. So then I found out also it, while I was in uh, the Comic-Con, and I think I'm doing this in June with a friend, mm-hmm. 100%, but uh, the Monroeville Mall in Pittsburgh, yeah. they're having a, a cast reunion. So the mall where they shot the original Dawn of the Dead, Tom Savini and all the guys are getting together, and the, some of the women who played zombies are going to do a tour, and you can meet everyone, and... Um, I want to bring my son, but my wife's against that idea. Yeah. So I just might go with a friend. I know you've been. I've been, and I went, a movie I worked on was screening at, I think it was just called the Pittsburgh Comic Con. I might be wrong about that. And it was just like a good old-fashioned con, like not too big. Mm. You could actually walk around and meet people, and there was people, you know, comic artists and stuff like that. And we just road tripped down, and I, I had it wrong in my head because I had just seen how they had torn down the mall from Dawn of the Dead, but it was from the remake. Yes. In, in Toronto. They tore down that moth in the remake? Yeah, like oh. year, years ago. Because so, this was like, God, like eight or ten years ago that I, I did this. And right on cue, I said, oh, man, it's too bad. I would have loved to have gone to the mall while I was here. And our driver, or who, who was, yeah. uh, had been there before, went, oh, no, that's it right there. And points yeah. to the mall. And I was so excited. It was right beside the convention center. So we went. And it's, 
it'll hurt your brain yeah. you walk in and it's the mall you feel like and upset. little things have changed like storefronts and stuff but jc pennies is still there yeah and just yeah. iconic parts of like there's a scene where they're kind of hiding in the or like the opening of a store and they pull down like the chain i think so that yes. part is right there yes and the part where like certain you know where there's shots from above looking down all like it's and supposedly they said sometimes you can go probably for this tour or if you go you can go up on the roof where the helicopter lands. Oh, wow. And it looks, it's the same, yeah. right? It hasn't changed in 40 years or whatever. The weirdest thing... 41 years. 41 years. Yeah. The weirdest thing is what Pittsburgh is known for is George Romero and Mr. Rogers. <laughs> so in that same mall, in I always say in, you know, like in the, the Santa Claus area of the mm-hmm. mall, they have a little permanent museum for Mr. Rogers with the train tracks and the puppets. Wow. So it's, wow. it's the... The Dawn of the Dead Mall yeah. <laughs> with Mr. Rogers in it. I flew over it once. I remember flying, doing a, a layover in Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and flew out and looked out my window and saw the, saw the mall and saw J.C. Penney's. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. turn around. <laughs> I yeah. need to go. And I guess the, I guess the cemetery, right, from 9-11 Dead's not that far away? Yeah. On a different trip down there with my uh, roller derby posse, we didn't even go to Pittsburgh, but whatever the, the neighboring city was, like the equivalent of Orleans to Ottawa. Yeah. Nowadays, with the magic of the internet, it's so much easier to find these things. Yeah. And so we took a little road trip one day, and if I remember correctly, it was it was far, but like less than an hour. Mm-hmm. And it, you go through this lovely little American graffiti town where there's like a Mayfair type theater yeah. and a post office, and it looks like a, a town where people actually like their like town. Smith Falls or something. Yeah. <laughs> And we drive up, and you're driving up, and it's like the opening of Night of the Living Dead. You're driving through the opening credits of Night of yeah. the Living Dead. And we went, got, found the graveyard. Nobody cared. There, you know, you want to be respectful in case somebody's there for an actual funeral. Yeah. And we get out of the car, and my friend's about to look on her phone to go, oh, I wonder where it is. And I, I spot the, the headstone, the yeah. gravestone. Yeah. And I was like, that's it right there. And, <laughs> and you can see all the parts of where the first zombie comes out. Yeah. The weird thing, besides for being a graveyard, is... Mr. Rogers is buried there. Mr. Rogers is buried. <laughs> the grave is for two babies. So you're taking a picture with the gravestone, and you're like, hey. And then you look at the gravestone, and, I mean, it's morbid in any way, but that it's for two babies makes it a little more weird because I'm sure dozens and hundreds of nerds over the years have gone and gotten their picture with yeah, their arm Yeah, they probably had those two babies didn't know, but they probably had the most visited website. Sorry, gravestone. Yeah. A great plot in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but I thought we, there might be, like, a fence or we'd have to talk to somebody, but no, you just go in. Is it anywhere near the mall? I mean, like, I, if it's, I'm going down there, I'm thinking maybe... I'm pretty sure, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure you could do both in one go. Mm-hmm. The, the, the excuse to go back again is from Day of the Dead, the underground bunker. Yes, yes. So weird, but now that's a storage facility. And it still looks, you can find the website, and it still looks like caves. Yeah. So it's just like a storage facility. Pittsburgh, yeah. And you can go and walk, like, I'm sure, like, you just, I'm a nerd, can I go walk around? They're like, yeah, we don't care, go walk around. And you could walk around the Day of the Dead bunkers. Wow. So you can do all three of those things in the Pittsburgh right. vicinity. Can I bring an alligator with me? <laughs> yeah. I just admit, no, there's an alligator that comes out of the bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the beginning yeah. of the Day of the Dead, not out of the, the, the <laughs> I remember the remake for Day of the Dead, there seemed to be two, they didn't have an underground bunker. The remake of Dawn of the Dead doesn't have a motorcycle gang. Right. And the remake of Day of the Dead, they never go underground. There's never there's never a part of that. Yeah, and those are both kind of like at all. unofficial, not a, well, no, no, I guess Dawn of the Dead was kind of... Jet James Gunn, yeah. Yeah. He decided to remove the biker yeah. gang, which is, so he just made a zombie movie in a mall. And then the, the Night of Living Dead remake from what, like... Savinius? 1990 or so? I like that film. I did too, yeah. And that was the interesting story of how they wanted to do something else with the Night of Living Dead brand because that weird chain of events of them losing copyright over it yeah 
Well, we're showing Night of the Living Dead soon. Yeah, yeah, we're showing Night of the Living Dead with... So what are the details? So we're showing Night of the Living Dead, free screening, with the asterisk that you're going to be an extra in a movie. Yeah, there's a horror filming shot in Ottawa. It's an American film production company. They're affiliated with Blumhouse, who right. released Get Out. Yeah. So they're making a movie with next to nothing money, and they're going to come... We're going to show the movie, they're going to shoot the audience... And if you come, you can be an extra in this movie that could be the next Get Out. We're starting the movie at 11.30, and they're yeah. going to like have a camera and get shots of the crowd kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. I wasn't sure if there's going to be like actors doing something or like, uh, you know, start well, the movie. Well, yeah, I think they're going to have their central or... characters just sitting there watching it. I don't yeah. even know if they have lines of dialogue. There just like establishing a kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so people seem excited about that, so that should be fun. Yeah, really? Yeah, like online, some people oh, are excited about... Uh, I'm sure we'll get a lot of horror nerds out to Yeah, see I it. guess we should have promoted it at the room. Like, yeah. I can all those people coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we have that coming up, so that let's segue into talking about what we're playing this week. This week's... Oh, I love it. It's all premieres. Yeah, look at that page. It's like a real movie theater. This is the kind of movies like this is the kind of week i kind of want to always like to be you know yeah. this is this the mayfair is the place where you can't see, you see stuff you can't see anywhere else and quite literally next week is that there's we're showing nothing but ottawa premieres yeah it's so five ottawa premieres next week the reason we're squeezing so many in because one is a two-night screening one's a one-night only screening yeah the one-night only screening is five twenty-five seventy-seven. the nostalgic Star geeky Wars. Star Wars movie. So Star Wars turns 40 next Thursday. On that date. Not this Thursday, the following Thursday. Yes, yeah. yes. The 25th of May. Yes. That's its birthday. And so this movie's kind of like a... Uh, it's funny because we were talking about Almost Famous, but it's an Almost Famous-esque Star Wars movie. I bet you they're going to re- announce the Han Solo t- name of Han Solo movie. Oh, yeah. they got to do something do special. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we have that next week. We also have, completely other end of the scale, Vancouver No Fixed Address, a documentary about... How horrible the housing situation is in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I lived in Vancouver 20 years ago, and in that year, Vancouver was the most expensive place to live on Earth. Wow. More than yeah. Tokyo or Dubai. So I don't know where it stands now, but it's, it's still ridiculous. I don't know how normal humans live there. Right. So this is about that, about how like, the average price of a house in Vancouver is a million dollars. And what they're trying to do to fix it. I don't think they can. I think it's just going to get more and more expensive. So that's a documentary. And then Buster's Malhart, which I saw the actor on uh, Stephen Colbert just last night talking about this film. He's on the TV show Mr. Robot, which I haven't seen yet. But that was Christian Slater's big comeback kind of -hmm. of performance. It's got great reviews. The trailer's amazing. Yeah, it looks like it's a every man who falls into something weird story Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Every man works at a hotel in the night shift. Then he meets a weird guy. And then stuff starts happening. Stuff. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of historical films, Alone in Berlin with Emma Thompson and Brendan Gleeson. A war picture about their son dies, killed by the Nazis, and they start a kind of like an underground resistance movement, I think. And then the Nazis go after these, this elderly nice couple who are causing them trouble. General Hux, his yeah. father is in the movie, yeah, Brendan yeah, yeah. Gleeson, yeah. and uh, Emma, Emma, Emma Watson. No, Emma, Thompson. Emma Thompson. Yeah. yeah. And that's based on a book, I believe, and that, so that's one of our, God, our fourth premiere, just rolling through them. And then Norman, which was a last minute, like I made the premiere poster for this yesterday. Yeah. And that's with Richard Gere. It's our second Richard Gere movie in as many weeks. Second Richard Gere <laughs> premiere. Yeah. Yeah, it opened, it, it, it's opening big in, tr- in Toronto and Vancouver, and they forgot about Ottawa. Yeah. Then they, they called Monday and said, like, Norman? <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing the trailer, and I thought, yeah, that'd be great to show at the Mayfair someday in the future. But, you know, I, I didn't write it down in my notes, so I forgot yeah. to chase after it. 
But it looks like a perfect Mayfair. It looks like a, it's under the um, I Can Bring My Mom to It category. Yes. And it's, it's uh, he's in it, uh, Hank Azaria, Steve Buscemi. There's a bunch of cool actors in it. It's like a New York City mm-hmm. drama. So that's our five premieres. Then we have It's a Long Weekend, which I always forget because when you don't work a job like a normal human, you forget what the holidays are. Yeah. I always forget. But we have the new Smurfs movie for the kids. That's on Saturday, Sunday, Monday matinees. And then a couple more special movies this week. Well, Rocky Horror Picture Show with the Absent Friends Shadowcast hosting it. I haven't kept track. I keep on meaning to... We must be approaching records for this one, too. Like, we keep on talking about... Yeah, about, about The Room with its 100th month coming up in the future. But now that we're showing Rocky Horror and the number of times we showed it at Halloween... I'd wish 20th Century Fox would just send us a letter. Look, we just realized you yeah. guys broke a record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks yeah. for showing this movie for seven years. yeah. Uh, and then every time I leave town, I miss seeing two or three movies I want to see, and I'm out of town next week. And the one that I wanted to see on the big screen was Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me, which we're screening on uh, Saturday night at 9 o'clock, part of our Smokehouse Collective Arts Brewing yeah. evening. So there'll be booze and some special menu dish on, on the agenda. Yeah, it's a weird movie because it wasn't a big hit, but it is kind of part of the Twin Peaks canon. And with all the buzz about... We don't want to publicize season TV, three. but it's yeah. coming. Season three starts next Sunday. Yeah, so you'll get to come see this on the big screen, which the is a rare before. chance, yeah. and then uh, go home and watch the new Twin Peaks when you're not here watching movies. I realize I don't know much about Twin Peaks. I realized yeah. I was after seeing, uh, what was that Australian horror movie we just showed? Oh, yeah, I forget too. No, what's, ah, uh, damn it. It's gone, it's, it's gone. quite good. Yeah. We just showed an Australian horror movie that's completely blank, left my mind. Oh, Hounds, Hounds of Love. Right, right, yes, yes, yes. And uh, Christy and her boyfriend Logan came to see that movie. Yeah. And, and they're fanatics of Twin Peaks. Yeah. And I feel like I'm a David Lynch fanatic, but I realized talking to them, I don't know much at all about Twin Peaks. Yeah. They were going on about Fire Walk With Me and the whole series and each episode. It's just television, just I can't get a hold. The te- television's bigger than I am. Right. I, I can't get a hold of that canvas. I like Twin Peaks because David Lynch is involved and I like his weird twisted vision on everything but i'm not i i need to watch Firewalk with me again yeah 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 I, I, I think i barely remembered i think last week on the show i think i said i think season three will make Firewalk with me kind of kind of irrelevant right but i forgot the Firewalk with me is a prequel it is yes i forgot the, the yeah. biggest thing about that movie <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so and yeah, that, that's yeah. what so many people were frustrated with myself included yeah. was i was like uh, if you look at, like, say, Firefly and Serenity, they yeah. had a movie and they had a couple hour chance to kind of wrap up a few things. With Twin Peaks, I remember going and just being like, what do you mean you're just doing a prequel? <laughs> like, this is your chance to kind of wrap things up. And, yeah. and you left the show in season two with, like, four different cliffhangers, and now we're never going to know. And, but it is funny. I'm, I just, sure I'm not expecting to learn anything. No, no, no. <laughs> the universe. I saw Kyle MacLachlan on a talk show this week as well, and you're totally right. He doesn't look old enough, and you see the, the, the makeup they had on him back then, and he looks like 80. Yeah. And you're like, no, yeah. he looks good. Yeah. He looks fine. He's a handsome like, cat. Laura Flynn Boyle, on the other hand. Yes. Is she in this? I, don't, I think everybody's in it, aren't they? I don't know. I just know there's a lot of other weird little cameos, too, and unfortunately a lot of the people have died, but I think behind the scenes, like, it's Racerhead's the same. Racerhead's dead. Yeah, he yeah. Was on the show. But like the music's the same. I think I think uh, his co-writer, a lot of yeah. people, and the difference between is David Lynch in it. David Lynch. Oh, I hope so. He was yeah. my favorite part of the show. Yeah. The you know usually on television, David Lynch would direct like episode one and two, and then maybe like episode seven and episode fourteen. He's doing eighteen episodes. Nine, so I think it's nineteen. Nineteen. So yeah. that's the big difference. Is usually yeah. on television directors. Or at least kind it's of, nineteen hours. Yeah. Yeah. Usually they kind of tag team. 
off here and there. Mm-hmm. Back in the Buffy days, I think Joss would do one or two episodes a year kind of thing. So he's doing the whole thing. So yeah, that's pretty it, exciting. It's a shame. I'd love to see more David Lynch on the big screen, but getting David Lynch at all is nice. So yeah, so I'm, I'm sad I'll be missing Twin Peaks. I think it'll be a fun night. Our previous Smoke Shack nights have been yep. fun already. We've already yep. started to stack them up with... God, it was, like, it was a David Lynch documentary, Eraserhead, and Big Lebowski. So if this continues to do well, it gives us an excuse to kind of bring Keep in cool movies fun. like this. Yeah. Keep having, we're, oh, in June we're showing two... Um, two I haven't sent you the details yet. Right. The dates. But mid-June and end of June we're showing two classic Tarkovsky oh, yes. films. We're showing so, the original Solaris... And Stalker, which are new 4K restorated. And those are kind of like big, epic, three-hour, yeah. serious films. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's art. Film is art. And yeah, but they're you know they're stellar. They're classics. And if you don't like them, there's something you're yeah. wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think you're I might even be wrong. <laughs> I had to go back to them. I haven't seen either of them in a long time, so I'm excited to see those again. And I was saying, I did five posters yesterday that put up on the website, and yeah. a couple really excited about are... I love these long-lost Grindhouse movies that pop yes. up. And it's funny because I have mentioned more than one occasion that how we're not really a Grindhouse cinema anymore, but we still, on occasion, once or twice a month, get something like that. Like the Zodiac Killer? The Zodiac Killer, and what's the one from Agfa? The um, Raw Meat? Your raw Meat. Well, Raw Meat, yeah. It's yeah. confusing. It's got two different titles. Yes. <laughs> it was released as Raw Meat, but they want us to promote it as a different title. Dead, a... Deadline? Deadline. No, yeah. I forget. I like Raw Meat. Raw Meat, yes. Look at the poster on the website. It's beautiful. Yes, I like. Um, I li- I'm excited for Zodiac Killer. It was actually made to catch the killer. That's, they that's made it pretty fascinating. Him. Yeah, it was like a exploitation film made while all this horrible stuff was happening. Yeah, in a very exploitative manner. Yeah, and it, it feels and looks like a drive-in B movie, but it was made with the publicity of we're going to catch the killer. Maybe he'll come see our movie. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Him. And then Rob Meat has Donald Pleasance and Christopher yeah. Lee in it. Yeah. So some Count Dooku, a couple icons. Yeah. <laughs> Duku and Michael Myers is psychiatrist. Yeah. So yeah, those will be fun. And so those are Agfa is amazing setting people who are finding these long lost treasures and getting to release them. And they save the the print, but then they release them digitally. So places like us get to show them, which is uh, super fun. The, the last one they screened with us, I I think I missed because I was out of town and I was really sad. It was that weird like magician one. Oh yeah. Remember that one? Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, that was weird. <laughs> but, and I th- yeah, they, but they look great. Yeah, and then like with movies like Roar and stuff. I, I love all these old. Oh movies yeah, Roar coming out of the out of the the treasure chests of basements. Yeah, Roar was on TV the other day. That was oh weird. really? That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, so check the schedule. We've got some pretty crazy stuff coming up in yes. the next couple months. Yeah, we're losing our mind. Yes, everything must go. <laughs> everything must, whether it be and now, like soon we'll have like some. Art house stuff coming up, some driving classics coming up. Yeah. And then I'm sure we'll have more kind and of... Smurfs. And Smurfs. <laughs> ah, like, and again, I have to say, I'm kind of sad I'm missing Smurfs because I was a bit disappointed of... I grew up on Smurfs, and the last couple movies were those weird live-action mix kind of Alvin and the Chipmunk kind of things. And this one's just a Smurfs movie. I emptied a pile of board games from home. We had a, okay, a yeah. closet full of board games. I was pulling them out, and I found a deck of cards that were my old Smurf cards from when I was a kid. Yeah. And one of the cards has the Black Smurf on it. Oh, I so remember I, that. I don't think he's a part of the universe yeah, anymore, is yeah, he? Yeah. But the Black Smurfs were the evil Smurfs. Yes. And they would say, Ganap, Ganap. And if they bit you in the ass... God, I remember that. You, yeah. would turn, you would turn black. Yeah. Um, so I have this Black Smurf card. I thought, geez, that's a sign of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We'll wrap up. Lee has to go yeah, getting a, a thousand lift. different things. Face oh, left oh, and a boob job. <laughs> yeah. Go visit our friends at House of Target across the street. Uh, I saw today that they're getting in a Popeye video game, which is pretty cool. 
like a classic retro like 1980 oh, Popeye video. Yes, I, I think I remember that. I think it was like Donkey Kong esque or something. I can't remember, but they're getting that in there soon. The new Star Wars Lego comes out on Thursday. Oh, everyone go get the new Star Wars Lego. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. It's good stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. If I can wrangle it, I might do a podcast with a couple of my uh, Halifax movie nerds. Oh, really? When you're there? Yeah, well, that's a good idea. Because I got a friend who For does the Mayfair. A, yeah, that's a good idea. I got a friend who does a podcast out there. Another friend who runs. Uh, or used to, or runs the, um, I think called Thrillima, where once a month they play a cool old movie. Mm. So they're both experts in the movie geek field. So that, that might be fun. And nowadays, yeah. like I said, you, you bring your laptop and you could record a podcast. So yeah. so that might be a fill-in episode next week, and then uh, Mayfair will be back, as per normal, in a couple weeks with Andrew. We, we recorded this episode at, it's now 2.49 p.m., which means he's probably still in bed. And you haven't heard back from him? No, <laughs> he's probably still sleeping. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon at the Mayfair. On a star, carry moonbeams home in a jar, and be better off than you are. Oh, won't you rather be a mule? A mule is an animal with long, funny ears. He kicks up at anything he hears. By the way, if you hate to go to school, you may grow up to be a mule. Or would you like to swing on a star, carry moonbeams home in a jar? They're all back on. And be better off than you are. Or would you rather be a fish? A fish is an animal that swims in a brook. He can't write his name or read a book. To fool the people is his only thought And though he's slippery, he still gets caught If that sort of life is what you wish You may grow up to be a fish Or would you like to swing or stop You might games home in a jar And be better off than you are Or would you rather be a pig a pig is an animal with dirt on his face. His shoes are a terrible disgrace. He's got no manners when he eats his food. He's fat and lazy and extremely rude. But if you don't care a feather or a thing, you may grow up to be a pig. And all the monkeys are in the zoo. Every day you see quite a few. You see, it's all up to you. You could be better than you are. You could be swinging on a star. You got the horse head? Just got out of jail yesterday, and I'm robbing an auction house. Let's go, Hawk. Hey, Dean, I don't get it. I'm looking at the auction room, and I see that little blue chair. I didn't want to do it. You could be swinging all on a star. All I wanted was a cappuccino. Not bad of it. You think that's strange. Check out screen two. Hey, that's us. Somebody rewired the recorder. Yeah. Hold you responsible. You could Tom. be swinging on a star. Let's take it home. You could be swinging.